This tour report is made possible by Teal College, the road to a rewarding and lucrative career in mental health counseling, speech-language pathology, physician assistant, or nursing starts at Teal College. Teal offers undergraduate and graduate degree programs for in-demand careers. Learn more at teal.edu. And by Botkin Family Wealth Management, headquartered in Peters Township, with offices in Ligonier. Sarah and Les are certified financial planners, and Lester is a chartered financial analyst. The father-daughter-son team offers comprehensive investment advice. For more information, BotkinFamilyWealth.com. Jim Cunningham, good afternoon. What's going on? There's been so much happening in the last 24 hours. Yeah, this is the part of the tour where it's very active, no question about that, with last night's concert in Essen, and this morning, early, on the bus to Dortmund, when you fly out of Essen, you can go to Dusseldorf or Dortmund for your flight, and oh, 45 minutes an hour to get to the airport, and then Salzburg, and of course, when you come into the Salzburg airport, you see Wolfgang Amadeus Airport. I think Mozart's name might be on the airport itself. It was on the airport carpet. There was a statue of him right as you come in the door from uh, deplaning. But it's raining in Salzburg. Uh, we're standing near the hotel. We see the Austrian flag and uh, the European Union flag. They're a little bit soggy here, but it hasn't made anybody's spirits soggy. Ian Woodworth is here. He's the English horn on the tour. Kyle Mustaine, the Pittsburgh Symphony's English horn, was not able to make the trip. And Ian has a star turn because he's heard to great effect in the Ravel that is so beautiful with Ellen Grimo, particularly in the slow movement there. The English horn has a, has a beautiful moment. Ian, great to be with you. Great to be with you, Jim. Now tell me about your moment with Ellen. Have you had a chance to talk to her about it? Very briefly, yes. We had a, a, a short conversation at intermission at the uh, last performance of the Ravel in Hamburg. So, and I, I even got to get some pictures with her, which was really special. So, uh, it's, this has definitely been a very memorable experience as far as playing English horn and music making, um, and also playing oboe. I do still have to play some oboe on the tour. And you are a Pittsburgher. You play in the Chamber Orchestra of Pittsburgh with Edward Leonard as music director, so we hear you at a variety of places around the city. Yes, uh, I've been a local Pittsburgh resident for eight years. It was actually Carnegie Mellon University that brought me to Pittsburgh, um, and I ended up just never leaving. I graduated with my Master of Music degree, and I've been in Pittsburgh ever since. I've been playing, as you said, with the Chamber Orchestra of Pittsburgh, since about 2015, uh, and it's, I've been having a great experience with that group as well. Um, Resonance Works with Maria Sensi Selner is another group I play in, and a number of other regional group orchestras in the area. Now, if we want to meet you when you get back home, we can come up to the stage and say, Hey, Ian, <laughs> great job on that Ravel. I, sure, I would welcome that, absolutely. <laughs> well, we'll look forward to seeing you there for sure. But you still have another Ravel with uh, Len. Yes, we have one last Ravel performance tomorrow in Dresden, in Germany. And it's, it's the last one of the tours. So this will have been, uh, we've done three of them so far, so four total. And you are a student of Cynthia Coledo de Almeida. A former student of our principal oboe, Cynthia Coledo de Almeida. That's correct. You work together, as you mentioned, at CMU. Where was home originally? I'm originally from Grand Rapids, Michigan. So I, I lived there. I went to high school there. And then between there and my time in Pittsburgh, I went to college at uh, Baldwin-Wallace University. They have a conservatory of music. It's located just outside of Cleveland. So that was 
the first of my exposure to a lot of big orchestra performances because I was seeing the Cleveland Orchestra every week. And then when I moved to Pittsburgh, that continued with hearing this Pittsburgh Symphony every week. Here in Salzburg. Anything for the oboe tonight? For tonight? Or the English horn? Uh, English horn. Well, we're doing Mahler's First Symphony tonight. It has some exposed moments. And uh, a fun fact about the English horn part in the Mahler is that I actually have to make my instrument slightly longer because Mahler writes a low B-flat because that's a, that's a note that is not normally able to be played on the instrument. So um, if, you, if you're watching me, at some point between the first and the third movement, I have to disassemble the bell from the bottom joint and put an extension in so that I can play that low note towards the end of the third movement. Very interesting. I'll be listening and watching carefully tonight at the Festspiel House. Have you ever been to Salzburg, Austria before? I have not. As a matter of fact, this is my first time in Europe. So, first time in Austria, first time in Salzburg, first time on tour. Great. So, well, impressions so far. What do you think? It's I'm I'm having a great time. Uh, we started in Ljubljana, Slovenia, which uh, was a lovely city. I really enjoyed my time there. Um, and then we went on to Vienna. Uh, we spent four nights there. Then we went on to Hamburg, and uh, we spent three nights there. And then we were in Essen for the last five nights. Um, and now here we are in Salzburg for the last week of the tour, the busiest week of the tour also. So what are we doing standing around the lobby? <laughs> well, we arrived, and I think, well, both of us are still waiting to check into our hotel rooms, as a matter of fact. That's, Sometimes they're not ready. Yeah, I think the, the hotel was a little bit overwhelmed last night, so the, they're catching up, getting all the rooms prepared for all of the musicians still. Now, as soon as that happens, will you have even an hour to go out and look for Mozart's birth house or living house, the bone house here, one of the places he lived in Salzburg, or any other sites, or get a coffee at the Cafe Tomaselli? I, I think I could definitely use a coffee before this concert. We've had a little bit of a, uh, traveling this morning and kind of a short night last night in terms of getting rest. So um, if, for whatever, if I have time to do any exploring, I definitely will, because this is, like I said, this is my first time here. So, And last night, uh, folks want to know, how did it go in Essen, Germany? Oh, it went very well. Um, it's actually the same program as tonight. So we're starting with the uh, Ligeti Lontano. Uh, also finishing the first half is the Beethoven Violin Concerto with Anne-Sophie Mutter. And again, Mahler's First Symphony. What do you think of, uh, is there anything for you in the Lontano, the unusual Ligeti? I think he has a centennial year or something coming I, up I in the near future. I think right, yeah. Um, well, the most difficult part about the Ligeti for all the, the woodwind players is just how softly you have to play and how soft uh, the entrances have to be because the whole piece is basically kind of just like a wash of sound. And he writes in German, but it, um, in the part that translates to imperceptible entrance is his instruction for many of the woodwinds. So you kind of have to sneak in, and it, it can be very difficult, especially on oboe and English horn and uh, other the bassoon double reed instruments, to sneak in on these low notes. It can be kind of kind of scary, but we have to do it. And, of course, if you're thinking... Georgie Ligeti, do I know him? You might know him from 2001, A Spaced Odyssey. Stanley Kubrick used his Atmospheres there. Yes, Atmospheres. I actually have performed that piece. It's pretty similar, I would say. It's, it uses a similarly-sized orchestra, um, and it's kind of the same 
effect. It's just, it's all about the sound. And it's, you know, there's not really much of any rhythm to it or any melody to it. It's just kind of this sonic experience. Favorite culinary experience on this trip? What have you had to eat or drink? Ooh, well, I had my first uh, Wiener Schnitzel in, in Vienna. That was very good. Um, we had, um, we went to an authentic Slovenian restaurant the first night in Ljubljana and had some uh, sausage with, uh, what was it, the mustard and the horseradish dips and a side of their potato salad, which is very classic and was very good. Um, but also, I haven't, other than that, I haven't had anything much, anything too terribly exciting, except for apple strudel. Can't forget that. Sounds very, very <laughs> mouth-watering, no question about it. Maestro Edward Leonard is waiting for us to mention his concert that oh, you're going yeah. to play in. What's the program and when? <laughs> well, I won't ruin it for, for Edward Leonard, but it's on September 10th, and it is the Messian from the Canyons to the Stars. The title is in French, but my French is, is not good, so I'm not even going to attempt it. But anyway... It's a it's a pretty long it's it's a twelve movement work for a bigger orchestra and it has from what I understand four solo parts featuring horn two percussionists and the piano uh, and then there's also a relatively big orchestra to to support the soloist um, and it's it's like I said it's twelve movements long it runs at least an hour hour and a half in duration it's quite lengthy um, and it's following the mission of the chamber orchestra in that it's uh, performing works that don't often get to see the light of the stage. So I'm really excited to be able to participate in this. Well, I'll be there for sure. Okay. And we'll get Maestro Leonard to come by and say hello as soon as you return. Any shout-out you'd like to do to people in Pittsburgh since Pittsburgh is your home, Ian Woodward? <laughs> um, I would like to say hi to my significant other, Christina. She may be listening live. If not, she'll listen to it as a podcast. Um, that's about it. I'm sure there are many of your fans that might not have realized you're the guy who's eight feet tall. Does it help to be uh, tall to play the oh, both the double basses some, somehow seem to be enjoying some extra uh, help by being tall, but uh, not necessarily a requirement for the instrument. No, if anything, it's the, the, the people who have to sit behind me that complain because they cannot see the conductor. But luckily, in basically everywhere we perform, we're sitting on risers, so it's not as much of an issue. But um, it does help me see better. So It's funny, one of those uh, double basses mentioned, mentioned to me that uh, the horns on the stage were right there next to them. And, of course, the horns and the mauler. That is yeah. uh, an, ama- an amazing wall of sound, as it was last night and will be tonight, I'm sure. It has been the whole tour. Now, Ian Woodworth, you also are distinguished because you have performed with Anna Singer. That's true. <laughs> back in... <laughs> Hi, Anna. Uh, back hey, in, I believe it was 2018, uh, it was with Resonance Works. Uh, we performed On the Town by Leonard Bernstein. And... Anna was, what was your role in that, Anna? I was the um, drunken uh, uh, singer and voice teacher, and uh, I don't know, I had a great time <laughs> playing playing well, myself again. I did, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ian, I no. do have a question for you. Um, you have to extend your instrument um, for the third movement of the Mahler. Right. Do, how do you deal with tuning? Is there, is, does that become an issue? Um. Not exactly. Uh, the particular extension that I use actually has a little bit of a, 
uh, what do you call it? There's a part, it, it allows you to, cl- there's a tone hole drilled into it, and it allows you to open and close it. Mm-hmm. So when the hole is opened, it, it doesn't uh, distort the pitch of the rest of the instrument too much. But when you, when you do have it closed, it, I found that it can somewhat. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's only just that one part toward the end of the third movement where you have to have to use that low note. So, and the passage doesn't go very high, so it's really not not much of an issue. Okay. Just curious about that the fact that you're changing your instrument in the middle of a piece. It's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Now, Jim, I do have a question for you because I was looking at some pictures on the blog and uh, you are having this amazing pretzel with queso with cheese. Um, I have to, it just looks so good. It was only two euros, and it was in the train station, the uh, chain called Camps, K-A-M-P-S. It's a a pretty widely known chain in Germany, a little like Panera. I thought they had an unbelievable variety of things to choose from, which was really, really nice. You could get something that was filling, tasty, and inexpensive, so I loved it. Uh, Uh, And there are a couple of places like that. Uh, I tried to get those pictures in on the on the, on the the uh, photo log, so be sure to check that out. I'm glad you mentioned that, Anna, because I think it's a little bit buried with the, the blog. You go to wqedfm.org, and then you look at the blog page, and then there's a little camera that you click on. It looks like a 35-millimeter camera, and uh, that's where all the pictures are. And they're in chronological order, and there's a lot of crazy stuff. So they're unlabeled. Send me an email, and uh, I'll, I'll sort out any uh, questions that you might have. But I think that was a uh, a Laugenstanger, and it was really good. It looked really good. And then, Ian, uh, the pictures of you with Hélène are also up on your Facebook page, which is very exciting. That's right, yes. Yeah. I had to share a couple of them. <laughs> Just wonderful. You know, a lot of these stages um, have an audience in the back behind where the orchestra plays. What's that yeah. feel like? Um. Well, it kind of feels like all eyes are on you from every angle. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, the from from behind the stage, you can't see the the audience watching you, but you know they're there. Right. Um, but it's 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 a really fascinating experience to be able to, to perform in a hall like that. And in Hamburg, you had a kind of choreographed moment where you turned around during the applause. Yeah. Then there's a big ovation. It was really nice. Yes, there have been a couple. Yeah, that was in Hamburg where at the end of the applause, we turned around and acknowledged the applause from the audience who we had our backs turned to, essentially, for the rest of the applause. So that was that was an interest. That was a fun moment. It was wow. really great. Well, Anna, we don't want to keep you any longer. We are absolutely loving having a chance to speak with you, we're going to have to go out in the rain. Have you got an umbrella? I did bring one. Yeah, good, good. I've got my umbrella. There's a dress shop that Barbara Bonney uh, runs somewhere here in Salzburg, oh. and I was told by our old uh, program helper, uh, Wendy Persons, that she got a mask there. So you can go to the Bonnie and Clyde uh, dress shop and get a mask, and there's a fantastic uh, variety of coffee, and this is a pastry town like Vienna, and, and uh, we're hoping to find a little bit of We've only got a couple of hours to the concert. Yeah, we have a very short stay here in Salzburg. We just have whatever time we have this afternoon, and then we have a, sh- a short sound check before the concert, and then the concert, and then we're off to Dresden in the morning. It's a very short stay. I'm going over to the hall to interview Florian Vigand, who's risen from his position. He was at 
the Pittsburgh Symphony for a while, as a, maybe as an intern. I don't remember his exact post there, but now he's part of the administration. He has a very highly placed job here at the Salzburg Festival, so I'm going to try to catch him at 5 o'clock. And I think the horns do their thing. There's offstage horns in the baller, and they fool around with the doors and the placement to make the atmosphere just right for those trumpets. And usually, this is the last time we're performing the Mahler, but during the sound check or the rehearsal before the concert, that's, that's, we have to rehearse that part of the piece. It's at the very beginning and the first movement. Um, and it's different in every space. You, never, you have to try it to figure out how much or how little uh, the door has to be opened to, for the offstage trumpets to still be heard. Um, so, but this is the last time tonight. All the best to you, Ian, and have a wonderful day, uh, Anna Singer. So great to talk to you. Oh, great to speak with both of you. Thanks, Ian. (laughs) Thanks, Jim. Uh, We'll have another tour report this evening at 6 o'clock. This tour report is made possible by Botkin Family Wealth Management, headquartered in Peters Township with offices in Ligonier. Sarah and Les are certified financial planners, and Lester is a chartered financial analyst. The father-daughter-son team offers comprehensive investment advice. For more information, BotkinFamilyWealth.com. And by Teal College, the road to a rewarding and lucrative career in mental health counseling, speech-language pathology, physician assistant, or nursing starts at Teal College. Teal offers undergraduate and graduate degree programs for in-demand careers. Learn more at teal.edu with additional support from Elliot Dinkin of Cowden Associates.